If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. All right, Brandon, look, I got to admit, man, you know, I know I'm not the artist in the group, but I took a look through the Megascans library anyway, just to see if there were some assets I could grab. I was actually really impressed that I could just grab some of those 3D realistic assets and then put them in my game, right? Like, I at least can do that. So I know that I'm able to take advantage of that really cool asset to make my games look better. I had no idea. Why were you hiding this from me? (laughs) Well, I didn't mean to, Larry. All right. You make a a really good point. Megascan is a photogrammetry library full of assets and textures that anybody from any discipline can grab and start using right now into their project. So the ease of use is make art button. It's like it's here. It's right now. So if you want a chance to actually start using using this amazing technology that's becoming the norm, go to the Megascans website. Make sure you go to the checkout. Use our GDU code, right, which is GDU, and you will get the first three months 30% off. That's going to be applied to your account, and you can start using Megascans into your very uh, own project right now. So this is a great way to jumpstart your project as well as support the podcast. But Larry, is there another way to help us out? Sure. If you're really interested in helping us make this podcast thing happen for a lot longer and give us assistance, then you definitely want to go to our Patreon page. It's www.patreon.com slash Unchained. That's where you can see all the different price tiers that are available for support. If you just want to throw like a buck in, that's fine because it helps us get to our goals. But if you're willing to contribute on maybe a producer level, you'll be able to see some of the exclusive content that we offer every week, such as, you know, we play games once a week. We also do videos once a week for Life Unchained. You also get the podcast early. You get access to our Discord. Like there are so many things that we're now doing every single week for the people who are legitimately contributing to our podcast and at least helping us make this possible through a small donation, as as we'll say. Yeah, and you're mentioning Discord. If you want to extend the conversation, talk to other listeners, go to our Discord channel. You can find that on our main website, www.gamedevunchained.com, and you will find the Discord link, and you can go ahead and talk to a lot of cool guys just like yourselves about all types of topics, talk about the episodes, talk about what's going on in the industry. It's a really neat community that is completely free. So go ahead and check it out. Last but not least, God of War PS4 is really cool. It's a really good game, Larry. And what we want to say is that our monthly raffle is back. That's right. For this month of May, we are giving away a free copy of God of War. So if you want to participate and learn how, all you need to do is share your favorite episode on your favorite social media like Facebook, Twitter, or share even the recent episode. Make sure you tag us. And you are entered into our raffle. We will ship the game to you when you win. Doesn't get any cooler or easier than that. So what are you waiting for? Start sharing and spread the word. Yeah, uh, we talked about the pricey stuff and we talked about, you know, joining the member groups. And for your reward for making it to this point in the advertisement, you have won a free episode hot off the press of Game Dev Unchained. Here you go. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the globe, the country, the world, wherever you happen to be and you're listening to me, I'm Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. And team means that there is someone else helping me make this podcast possible. And it's not your mom, unfortunately. It is Mr. Brandon Fam. Hey, definitely not Larry's mom. This is Brandon Fam. Welcome to this week's <laughs> episode. Also, bring with me our special guest, Mario Valle. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm good. How are you, man? Good. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you for the chance. Yeah, we're glad. You. We're glad you're here and we thank you for joining us. This is the part of the podcast where I ask a little bit about your background. Tell us, us our audience, you know, give a little introduction, who you are, where you're at, where you're going. Perfect. Thank you. Originally from Mexico, almost 10 years living here in California and based right. in San Francisco. I've been working in the game, in the video games industry for 20 years now. Uh, first in Latin America on my own things. We started a, a video game consumer and trade show down there, 50,000 people, very similar to a PAX wow. convention down there in Mexico City and then in Brazil. Wow. And then uh, Electronic Arts invited me to open the Latin American offices in, in, based in Mexico City. And I wow. led the EA operations and strategy for... Five years, almost six years in Latin America, and then I moved. I was invited to come here to the headquarters in Silicon Valley for um, leading some business development in digital back in 2010. Mm -hmm. uh, I was one of the guys working in um, something that uh, maybe you remember, the online pass uh, in, in, in EA, and it was fun, and I learned a lot. And then I moved to Origin. Mm -hmm. I worked hey. in Origin. I was one of the first guys working at Origin in charge of emerging markets and then moved to corporate development, etc. Suddenly, uh, for some reason, uh, I worked uh, 11 years at EA. Great run. I had uh, good fun. But then I left EA in uh, October 2016 to start this venture capital fund that we have. The name is Altered Ventures. And we are investing in video games, independent video games all over the world with a specific wow. focus uh, in emerging markets. We believe that the future of gaming is in the independent developers and most uh, uh, particularly in the independent developers from uh, uh, places like uh, Southeast Asia, Latin America, Africa, Eastern Europe, uh, the Arab world, and other regions where talent uh, is, is is growing, and and the next billion of people is not going to be only connected to the internet, but also is going to develop technology and innovation, and among this, definitely games. So, we're investing in games all over the place. Uh, we have offices in Latin America, in Kuala Lumpur, in Malaysia, and I'm based here in San Francisco. So, having fun. Thank you for man. having me again. Yeah, that is quite quite the resume, man. <laughs> I mean, was it always like a you know? I definitely want to dig a little bit in the history, but of course, you know the. I think the main point of this episode is just like what what is that like the venture world, as well as like what you guys look for in indie developers to to make them stand apart and finally you know put some money behind them and help them out. But the history, so. Your 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 path throughout your career has it always been um, 
so defined as where you want it to be? Or do you just find yourself in these situations where you kind of grew as you grew? Uh, I, I've been fortunate enough to say that uh, almost since I was little, I was really, really clear that I wanted to work at least related to video games. My dad is a, is a, is a, is a system engineer mm-hmm. from the 80s, you know, so he... He 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 bring uh, and this is Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. Mexico in the eighties. So in eighty three or something like that, he comes to 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 home and he brings this Apple II, and he starts to play around with the Apple II and programming the Apple II. And I was dictating him code, and in exchange of he, uh, you know, uh, taking uh, dictation from me in terms of basic of Fortran or. Cobol, in exchange of that, he let me play. Uh, you guys are really young, but maybe you know about Saxon. Uh, this game from Sega in the 80s, I played Saxon. That was my first game. And it was kind of like a 3D game uh, of this ship uh, in color. And I was compl- I was eight years old and I was completely, completely hypnotized about gaming from that moment. Um, Saxon is one of the first games that I played and I got completely on, on, on video games. Uh, a little bit uh, uh, later, some years later, uh, one other game that uh, completely had my attention was another 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 world. Do you remember the, this this kind of breakthrough game uh, that is awesome as beautiful even now? And uh, I I got in love with the narrative and with the passion of uh, who is behind this, right? Who who creates this stuff? I want to be there. And then suddenly in 1993, a little bit uh, more years later. Mist, and when I played Mist, yep. that was over, man. I mean, I played <laughs> Mist, and I was like, okay. Uh, I was 16 year old, and I was say definitely. I mean, this been in my mind for some some years. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to 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 investigate how can I work in video games, and uh, I ended up uh, starting years later, starting to work as I was uh, in college. I I started in Mexico City with uh, another two friends, uh, a magazine that is uh, that was related to digital culture in 98. Uh, this was kind of like the first kind of wired Mexican, wired Mexican, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we we wrote about video games, but also about cyber, cyber culture, uh, digital uh, technology, innovation, but not from, an, not from a news perspective, but from a cultural perspective. And then suddenly we had five other magazines, two of them, video games, etc. And, and I think that that was the start of, uh, of 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 me focusing not only in technology but particularly in interactive entertainment and the video game magazines that we had uh, was my obviously they were my favorite uh, uh, until we uh, separated uh, in two thousand one and then we started this video game show that I am telling you about mm-hmm. and uh, this was the two thousand two uh, time and we did this kind of event where Xbox the black Xbox uh, pre launched in for the first time in Latin America do you remember that Xbox was uh, I think that it launched in November or October two thousand one in U S. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by May 2002, 
they were in this uh, electronic game show event that we had in Mexico. And since it was kind of like a big thing in Mexico City, suddenly like 50,000 people just show up in in this event that was very similar to a, a, an E3, mm-hmm. uh, but open to the public to play for the first time this console that Xbox was pre-launching in Latin America in this show. And, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah, I think that I've been fortunate enough to be always not, I, I will not say clear on my path, because I think that uh, whoever says uh, it's always clear on the path, I, I think is lying. Mm-hmm. But at least okay. with this intuition that games are my thing mm-hmm. yeah it sounds really cool that to hear that you pioneered you know the the audience kind of or excuse me, you pioneered this the conference and the information so that you could open up gaming to this huge audience that really didn't have a direct connection to it so much as like we did in the u.s or japan and so now to see that you're kind of still aiming at that target but now from the development end you know i think that's really interesting that regardless like like you say you saying that you can define your path is, you know, kind of silly, like people kind of flow through life and flow through this, but you still hit this same note at least twice. Like it's shown up as a commonality that this may be something that drives you as a person or drives you career wise that you, you, you stay interested in bringing gaming audiences uh, or from these areas or from these communities where it's very rare. Um, Do you feel like you have a personal connection to wanting to do that in the things that you've done in your career or I think so. Yeah, I like to think in that way. I mean, I'm Mexican, man. I'm I'm from Mexico, <laughs> and uh, and and I'm 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 uh, I'm from Latin America, mm-hmm. and I yeah. I think that even though I've been living here in the U.S. for almost a decade now, uh, one thing that I've been clear about is that. Uh, I mean, even when I was working at EA, we realized that the opportunity long term in these that uh, the business world calls the emerging markets, right? Latin America, Southeast Asia and all these other territories that I listed previously. uh, We were very clear that the opportunity or the first opportunity was uh, around these territories being a great place for finding new consumers. But. Even working at EA in, in in business development and corporate development from a from a you know growth perspective, we were really clear that the real long term opportunity in these markets were not only about the consumers but about the developers, about the potential of finding. Uh, I mean, let's let's see some numbers, and I'm sure that you're familiar with this. But in Latin America, there are almost 600 million people mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in, in in Southeast Asia there are also almost 600 million people and each of these regions are about 30 percent connected to the internet yeah. uh, and and there are almost almost uh, the same the same percentage or proportion in terms of smartphones penetration etc cetera, etc cetera. so the room to grow, in terms of consuming consuming technology is still growing but as technology consumption grows also technology creation innovation 
curiosity about what's that thing called unity, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how can I create my own game? What is this that is called uh, uh, GDC that happens in San Francisco, very far away, but suddenly someone here in Ukraine is creating a game development related show and also in Uruguay and also in Peru. And suddenly we have game developers all over the place. Mm -hmm. yeah. So... I like to think uh, that these markets, uh, and not only these markets, I mean, worldwide, the, the first game that we have invested is actually a game from Norway. Mm -hmm. But uh, I do believe that the... The, the future in game development is uh, is important or it has an important number in, in mm -hmm. these regions that normally are oversight and normally are kind of like taken into account. And, and if you think about Vietnam or if you think about Malaysia or if you think about Brazil, you normally think in terms of, wow, yeah, there's a lot of people there There should be good kind of like in terms of business consumer standpoint. But... Mm -hmm. Yes, the truth is, yes, there is a huge opportunity in those markets. But at the same time, these guys are starting to develop technology and develop these kind of uh, not only games, but again, innovations and startups and everything. So I, I am a true believer that um, we in emerging markets, even though I live here in San Francisco, I consider myself one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, we, 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 we have the potential to conquer the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think one thing that I look forward to is the sameness of like the big games that come out. You know, there's only certain companies that are making like big budget stuff. And I think that when I look at game development in budding areas, South America, you know, Africa is getting opened up into gaming like Alaska. I think there's a game development company out there. They did like an Eskimo game that did really well. I'm so excited about the opportunity to have new influx of talent and ideas and life experiences go into game development. And I think that that's going to be one of the things that will benefit our industry immensely as free technologies continue to spread. You know what I mean? Like, is that something that yeah. excites you as well Is the opportunity to see like new ideas and new execution of ideas and implementations come from people who haven't been told things don't work mm -hmm. right as many times as we have. Mm -hmm. So they may take risks or even just think somewhat differently and and come up with something incredible that maybe we who are set in our certain ways, you know, kind of do or don't do the same way, you know? Yeah. What do you think? No, totally. I think that, uh, I, again, one of the things that we we believe, and actually the reason, pretty much the reason why I left EA, even though I had a great run and I was mm -hmm. having fun, et cetera, one of the origin. reasons, yeah, no, no, I, I mean, I, 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 left, I, left, I left Origin. <laughs> I left Origin in two thousand. In two thousand, what was this? Two thousand fourteen. I left Origin, yeah. uh, but uh, then I, I I I stayed in corporate development and business mm -hmm. development. And actually, my role, I was going to say, uh, my role was independent independent game um, developer relations oh, on nice, one side nice. for Origin, supporting Origin, but other things as well, and. And, and and even even being Mexican and being kind of like very close to all these things that we're talking about, it was a surprise to see how big the opportunity in terms of talent all over the place are, uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, again, in these markets, what is happening is 
also very similar to what is happening in the rest of the markets, even uh, developed markets. I think that the big problem of uh, the independent game developers, from my perspective, is lack of cash, mm. period. Right? I mean, it's lack of mm. the resources that will let them focus in just creating a great game. And, and mm -hmm. the conversation with single every single game developer all over the world even if it's uh, i was in the in this great event for like a small gdc happening in um, in athens mm -hmm. in greece and and the same conversation i had in uruguay and the same conversation i had in kuala lumpur in malaysia uh the the, the conversation is always around well here's a prototype, here's a demo, we're looking for a publisher. And, and I want to say, well, okay, why are you looking for a publisher? Mm -hmm. Well, because obviously they have the resources and it's not only about money, they have obviously the resources and the know-how in order to, you know, push this into the market successfully. Obviously, if we would have kind of like the big resources, we will do it ourselves. But uh, I think that every time for different reasons, mm -hmm. obviously the problem is more complex than that. But I do believe that if we are able to help a little bit in the, in on the independent development uh, world uh, with this kind of funding, mm -hmm. I, I realize that uh, uh, we can we can we can make sure that these guys are more focused on making sure that they will create something great and not worry about salaries and resources and if they get uh, enough money to you know put their their game into the market uh, it's not only a matter of money I think it's a matter of uh, having the ability to 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 self-publish mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that the publishing in this case and, and I know that I'm diverting now in the conversation but no, I'm not, not saying that I'm not I'm not saying that the publishing business is over because obviously is not mm -hmm. what I'm saying is self publishing is uh, such an unexplored universe for these guys mm -hmm. and the reason why is such an unexplored ecosystem or it's a kind of like a lack of opportunities because they don't have the resources directly so we like to think uh we are kind of like a uh, and, and, and instigators of self-publishing and, and, and supporters of self-publishing, but with the know-how of being a venture capital fund that has been working in video games for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we know what is all about QA and, you know, compliance before submitting a game into the consoles, for example, or uh, we kind of know what is going on in the Steam uh, platform, et cetera, et cetera. So talking the same language with these guys, but letting them self-publish their game, I think it's a good combination for them. It's a fair deal. And, and at the same time, I think it's going to help many, many independent developers that um, are based in countries or in regions where not a single publisher is being there so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just opportunity waiting. That's all it is, is opportunity waiting, you know? It's untapped. <laughs> untapped it's untapped. And, 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 and you know what is happening too? I mean, a lot of, even governments, man, 
governments are participating, governments are creating not only funds, but events and, and uh, maybe 60 percent of the events that I have been in in, in the last uh, 24 months uh, all over the world in these markets. In some way, the government of these countries are obviously very hyped, not only around games, but around all the startup ecosystem and the innovation support ecosystem. So they are they are I'm not saying that they are putting a lot of money, but they are putting a lot of resources and support for these communities. Mm -hmm. And 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 they have realized internally that the 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 opportunity in many categories in technology and innovation is there and obviously when they see that uh the the games industry is uh such a big 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 universe and opportunity in terms of market they are not only excited about helping as well but also uh, we we have right now some really interesting conversations with governments in 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 places that are growing from you know getting out from crisis for example mm-hmm. and 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 right now they are really supporting their communities of creators and I don't know yeah. it's, it's it's such a great combination of a business yeah. of a business opportunity but as well of a, of a growth opportunity so i think it's it's almost it's almost uh you know it's a, it's a great balance of yes making sure that this is a great opportunity for everybody from a business standpoint but also it's a great opportunity to make things right and 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 help people in in these territories like greece for example right mm-hmm. in greece is, is 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 growing out from a crisis little by little latin america places like argentina mexico itself uh vietnam indonesia even africa i was in nigeria uh um, a couple of years ago two years ago or so and and uh, you speak with developers and they speak the same language all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's like talking with a Canadian developer, right? Mm-hmm. But with difference that uh, the Canadian developer has money from the Canadian media fund. Mm-hmm. And uh, and these guys are, you know, looking for how to do it themselves and et cetera. So mm-hmm. I think I'm having fun. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like a lot of opportunity and, and it's great what you're doing. Um and it also sounds like you talk to a lot of developers at varying stage. So when it comes to like looking at different companies or different developers and is there a commonality on uh, where they should be before they come to a venture capitalist like Alter Ventures? Yeah. You know, what what is where do you feel like they should be when they start presenting or pitching and, and that type of stuff? Yeah. Right. Right. Well, there's there's maybe two two parts of an answer on this. Uh, one, we don't have preference, even if it's your first game or if it's your second or third or fourth game. We don't have any preference right now. We are actually with 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 um, we're doing some investments right now, specifically three investments. One of them announced, mm-hmm. and this is a game from um, from a Norwegian uh, developer called uh, Henchman and. Mm-hmm. The game is beautiful. It's a great game uh, called Pod, mm-hmm. and this game is their first game. Mm-hmm. This is a small team based in Bergen in Norway, and this is their very first game, right? Mm-hmm. And when I saw this game in in, in Gamescom last year, uh, I was completely 
uh, amazed about not only how beautiful the game was, but how uh, smart the gameplay and the you know the the design was as well in terms of puzzles and etc. Uh, so we don't have preference of who you are, what's your studio, what size is your studio, and how successful have you been in before. We don't care as long as you are creating a great game that uh, obviously has a at least a playable demo mm-hmm. uh and 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 i think that's that's something good because it allows you to just make sure that you have something that myself and the rest of the team we are a a, a team of uh specifically the team that plays the games are and 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 you know the investment comedy in terms of like playing the games etc is seven people max mm-hmm. that uh we play the game and and we say yeah this 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 could be great and and we don't we don't care specifically about how successful the team has been in the past etc we are that's why we're supporting specifically games because i mm-hmm. think that the game industries about the ips and about the game specific experiences uh so that's one part of the answer and the other part of the answer is which is also good news in my opinion is that we have a we 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 have a seed fund that is very focused in the early very early stage of a game mm-hmm. uh, and not only a game but like the size of a game this we're 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 ready to support someone that is looking uh, I don't know, two hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and someone that is looking one point five million dollars, for mm-hmm. example, right? Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a it's a, it's a range. It's a it's a big range, and I'm telling you this. I mean, obviously, it's a big range that is attractive to many developers in 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 places like U.S. and Canada mm-hmm. and Europe, etc. Because those guys are. Right, I, I mean, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for development. It's maybe what they need in order to cover uh, all of the development funds that their game needs. Mm-hmm. But if I tell you that uh, a game again in places like uh, Latin America or Southeast Asia or Greece is uh, a game that in maybe in Canada or in U.S. or in France could be. Um, around $750,000, the same game would be supported in these other territories with $300,000. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a matter of, um, of, of making sure that we have identified the right opportunity. Uh, we're international, so we're focusing, yes, uh, we're prioritizing emerging markets, but that doesn't mean that we're only investing in emerging markets. Uh, but I think that the range, to your point, is very broad, and that's a good thing. But at the same time, we don't require a project that it, it'll it land into, you know, the $3 million, $5 million. We're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, our fund is actually pretty pretty small in comparison to other giants in the industry or in the startup world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and we want to, we want to help uh, developers from, you know, from the very base. Do you have a funny story just to kind of pep up a little bit, maybe a developer that came to you and they were totally unprepared, but still landed the meeting. Was there, were there any of those? 
Uh, yes, the short answer is yes, but I think that uh, the, the the meeting is uh, completely unprepared, mm-hmm. right? I mean, completely. Maybe I, I I like to have meetings in in the middle of a lobby, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Or 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 in GDC is crazy uh, because you literally you literally are able to. Uh, you know, to talk with someone in the in 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 the bar of the W, right, in mm-hmm. San Francisco. But the the the, the thing is, it, it doesn't matter if the if the team or the people or the guy that is presenting is uh, quote unquote unprepared. The moment they show me their prototype and the moment they show me their demo or their mm-hmm. gameplay video, if that game or that video or that piece of content gets my attention. Uh, I will. I, I mean, I, I I don't care. I mean, I, okay. I, I I I wear the I, I wear the same the same jacket every day uh, on the weekend. In terms of being formal, is not my thing. So mm-hmm. it's more like mm-hmm. the ability for these guys to create something that is great and uh, and and has the potential to you know deliver yeah. at the same time their dream but also a game that could be interesting from a consumer and market perspective. So I don't, I'm, I'm not pursuing, you know, maybe he's not the classic yeah. investor uh, kind of posture, but I'm not pursuing, you know, the, the, the level of preparation when, when a pitch is happening, he's like, shut up and let me play. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have to say, you're kind of like a godsend because I haven't done many pitches for money, but the impression that you kind of develop in your own mind as you're preparing is that like, you're going to walk into shark tank for video games <laughs> where, you know, they want to ask about what's your company, what's your sales, who are you working with and well, all this and all that. And you are like, I just have this really cool thing that I want to show you guys. You know what I mean? And you might even worry ahead of time that the lack of the business structure or professionalism before going in with your great idea may even just prevent you from being able to get a call back. You know, I bet you there's a lot of people out there who probably eliminate themselves just because they feel like having a great idea and wanting to make the game may or may not be enough. But it sounds like in happenstance, if someone had a great idea to show you, you'd be very receptive to at least exploring what the idea is if you gave them a demo. Yeah, I need a definitely, and that's a great point. I, I, some, some. I, if you show me a deck where, you know, there's going to be some illustrations about, uh, you know, some some art and some kind of modeling and etc. But there's no game. I will mm-hmm. say, call me when I can play something, mm-hmm. or call me when I can see some gameplay video. But if mm-hmm. you have that, definitely is not the shark tank thing is more like i mean you 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 guys are talking to a lot to 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 game developers and i have been working with game developers all my life i don't game develop myself and that's a shame definitely because i sometime sometime maybe someday i will develop my own game but my point is game developers are super creative people talented people passionate people and they have a dream and that dream is making sure that they create what is in their minds, whether if it's a team or if it's an individual. Uh, and 
they just make they just want to make it happen and yeah. if i am able to have a glimpse of that dream number one i'm a fortunate guy to have a glimpse of other people's dreams like that i i think it's a sacred uh territory but at the same yeah. time if that dream and if that project and if that kind of glimpse is in reality, something that has an opportunity from a business perspective, mm-hmm. I will be more than lucky to, to, to be part of it. And we will be funding that thing. Wow. Man, Mario, you make me want to go write some game design documents. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, remember, I need, I need to, I need to see a prototype. So, right. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, document, get the process then, started. <laughs> then, then program something, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll keep it going. So I'm I'm very curious about the more about the process. So let's say there is a prototype that come across and that developers say, hey, this is something we should talk further. Like what usually happens after you guys meet up and then you talk about logistics at any point or market research? Does any of that? That's a great. Fall into that's that? a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Once once we are kind of like uh, enamored or kind of, uh, you know, very attracted to what we played or what we saw. Um, Maybe one thing that I didn't mention at the beginning, and obviously it's important, I'm sure that you read about it in the, in the news that made uh, uh, you contact me, but uh, we, we did, I'm not doing this alone. I couldn't, I'm not a VC guy. I'm just a gamer. but uh, I, I'm doing this with uh, two great AAA teams. Mm-hmm. On, on one side, I have a venture capital fund that has been around for quite some years. They are based in Latin America. They're one of the venture capital uh, firms that, that has best performance, track performance from an investor return perspective in Latin America. The name is Mountain Nazca. Mm-hmm. And I met them and I talked about this idea and they were all all on board. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, so those are the money guys, right? The, 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 the venture capital fund that has been investing in startups uh, for many, many years now. Mm-hmm. So those are my partners. And on the other side, I have another great AAA team that has been creating AAA video games for 17 years. Mm-hmm. The name is Streamline Studios, mm-hmm. Streamline Media Group. Mm-hmm. And they are based in Malaysia, but they were created in the Netherlands. They are now based in Malaysia. It's a 300 maybe more than 300 people company and they 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 have worked in projects like uh street fighter 5 final fantasy 15 etc so it's a it's a top top triple a developer uh from a you know work for hire and outsourcing perspective and they know their thing when it comes to uh production pipelines and compliance and qa and 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 just you know the production process itself Mm -hmm. so to answer now, now with that background, to answer your question is uh, the process is, okay, I like your game. Let's talk more. What we will see is now in detail what they believe they need in terms of development for creating that to 100%. Maybe what I have seen is 5% or 10% of a demo, mm-hmm. you know, like a pre-alpha or something like that. Nothing that is featured locked, not even content locked, of course. We, we're not investing in betas. Mm-hmm. We're invest. I mean, we could, but what we're seeing right now are 
even before pre-alpha, playable demos, very completely early, early stuff. If we like what we see, what we would like to check is your most detailed uh, budget, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how many how many months are you going to are you going to work in this in this game? And 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 we will take a look with the streamline specifically with the with the team at the streamline to take a look into that and and see if these guys know what they're doing mm-hmm. or at least if they know uh, in terms of costs what they need to have to make mm-hmm. sure that they deliver and uh, and 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 we can. Uh, just talk about a little bit more of the process, we can get back to you and say, move this, move this. I think that you're not doing the right thing here and here, mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. think that this is interesting. Let's talk more. And then we fine tune that kind of budgeting uh, uh, process. And, 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 and obviously if we get into an agreement now that we have a real, real disability on how can, this game be achieved in terms of costs mm-hmm. we will we will make the numbers and if it, and if it makes sense uh we will we will fund 100% of the development cost oh, wow. and wow. and 100% of the marketing and publishing cost wow and you take 100% of the profits. How do you know that? <laughs> of course. Of course. No, uh, serious and, question. And the, so. soul, and the souls of the developers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I uh, mean, so, maybe maybe this is a good opportunity to, take, to talk about that specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, uh, the, ter- the terms are really straightforward. And I think it's really, really fair because I think, uh, I think that we... That we one of the feedbacks, and this is not this is not me telling you this. This is me kind of repeating what I have been hearing for for many months already when I speak with developers, and mm-hmm. pretty much without the bad word is where the hell were you? Uh, because because we're not publishers. Yeah, yeah, we're not publishers. So uh, we are uh, a venture capital fund. But we are not investing in companies. Right. We okay. we are not taking not a single piece of your company, yeah. and we take oh. only a revenue share mm-hmm. of the top line sales of the game. Right. Uh, and 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 I think that's obviously fair because uh, the there are two kind of investment strategies right out there well there are many but specifically when it comes to venture capital the most common is the equity base where mm-hmm. i've heard stories in especially in emerging markets guys where uh in exchange of twenty thousand dollars from an investor uh a game studio gives away 30 percent or 40 percent of their company mm-hmm. uh and and we can we can fund a game that is cost is $1.5 million in exchange of 0% of the company. Uh, so I think that we, we, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that we are kind of like unique because we're not, obviously there are a lot of publishers that work in a very same way. But the thing is with a publisher, normally you don't see the money directly with us. 
you will get in your bank account the money and 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 the cash is going to be in your account mm. and obviously that is completely different as opposed to working with uh, a partner that will definitely with a great you know amount of of of, of resources uh, and and marketing knowledge and so forth uh, I think that having again cash flow, uh, is king, and especially when it comes to indie developers, uh, cash flow is the the secret to make sure that they deliver, and they and they and they definitely can create um, their their dream. So, getting into a specifics, obviously, this can be different depending on every deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, to your point, yes, in some cases, we can get 100% of the recoup first, right? Mm-hmm. We launch the game, mm-hmm. we kind of recover 100% or 80% or 50%, depending on the case, we recover some of the of the of the of the investment that we did and then we get down to 30%, 25%, 20% depending oh, on the well, case. Yeah. Uh so and and that's immediately, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. That's pretty much it. I mean, uh we we are investing in IPs. Mm-hmm. We are we're we're investing in people. Mm-hmm. We're not investing we're not in the business to of of investing in companies. I think that there's a there's a lot of other investors focused on that we want to we're gamers we're game developers as well mm. well again streamline is i am not mm. even though i i wish i would be <laughs> but uh we, we we know the game industry yeah. and we think that the game industry in the independent game development arena is not in the need of funding their companies but making sure that they create successful games in order to fund the company themselves. Mm. So I have two follow-up questions then. And the first one is directly related to talking about funding the IP. So obviously when you say funding an IP, the business side of me says, well, if I'm making an IP, it's because I plan on doing more than just this one product. So how do you view your initial investment in regards to, okay, now we want to make a movie or a book or even another game? Uh, do you all look for any ownership rights in future products by being the 100% funding agent for the initial product? The the short answer is yes. That would be our, our first, uh, you know, our first kind mm-hmm. of intention. And I think, again, it's fair because we will be covering 100% of what it what is needed in order to create that IP. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. the same time, Again, we're in the business of games. Obviously, yeah. obviously, I mean, if 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 we discover the next Harry Potter, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, we will be open to books and movies and T-shirts yeah, yeah. and parks and everything. Splash cards. But the, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the the to be honest, I mean, the the odds for that to happen are low, and we're not in the business of uh, kind of like expecting that. We are in sure. business of, you know, making sure that we work with a lot of talented game developers that, yes, they might want to create a second or third delivery of their game. And depending on the case, we will participate on that or not. But if we are able to make sure that their first game is successful, that's that's the first win. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the short answer would be, we're we're in the business of investing in IPs as long as the first landing of that IP 
is an independent game and a, and a great independent game. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we discover an IP that is more like, for example, we're not funding games that are based in licenses, mm-hmm. right? We're, we're not, we, we cannot invest in that because yeah. I think that the license specifically can have a lot of other opportunities. We mm-hmm. prefer to be in, in the arena where the, the, the creators in an early, early stage are, and yeah. they need that kind of support. All right. So as blown away as I am by the response, because like you guys are such an ideal partnership for any independent gamer. And this isn't a plug like like we talked about this beforehand. I'm surprised to hear like the the business model that you guys have. It's very refreshing to know that there's people out there who are this way. Um, My second question for you, though, is now since we are Game Dev Unchained, we kind of talk to an audience of hopefully independents and professionals as well. But because we're talking about both, I know that a lot of people who do have dreams of becoming their own game studio or doing something startup, you know, kind of start from a bootstrap kind of uh, origin point where much like this podcast, everyone may not be in the same location, but they're all very talented individuals. How does your company see like game development pitches or company partnerships working if the studio is virtual? Is that a, like, I guess, where do you all lie on, on that? I'm bullish on that kind of models, actually. (laughs) I think that's part of the future, man. I should have expected that answer. (laughs) I, I, I am completely bullish on that because Number one, we're 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 towards the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that means, I mean, I'm all all about going virtual in terms of telecommute and also working with, I don't know, a game designer that is based in Israel that is working with uh, programmers in Ukraine and etc. Since we are not investing in companies, that kind of a structure is not something that we will be very worried. But at mm. the same time, to be honest, I do believe that's the future and that's and not only the future, but that's kind of like the present now. There are a lot of talents all over the world that are finding each other, not only in events, but in even in spaces like this. A lot of, uh, you know, people that hear this podcast that are coming from many, many places in the world and that uh, maybe for some reason they get together or they find themselves and they can you know, work in a, in a, in a project together. I, mm-hmm. I am a believer that, that this is going to be more and more common, not only in video game development, but in every single line of technology and innovation. And I am bullish on that. So I would be very interested to find a, a project that is being created in, I don't know, four different locations all over the world. Man, well, you got me hyped right now, and I think I'm finally ready to share with you my game design. (laughs) That's great. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. All right, Mario, I'm going to play a game with you. It's called The Fast Five. I'm going to ask you five rapid-fire questions, and from you, I need five rapid-fire answers. Are you ready to play, sir? Yeah, but it's obviously it's not five answers per question, but only one answer per question. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, well, we can mod it on the fly if you have the time. <laughs> uh, question number one. What is the first video game you ever rage quit? Uh, I ever what? Sorry? 
rage quit are you familiar with rage quit like ah this fish oh okay okay no remember i'm i'm mexican i'm still learning english no okay. no i'm not i'm not that familiar with that I, would, I i think it will be missed oh nice okay gotcha i can see that i can see that getting stuck like i put the blue shell in like i don't understand yeah i think oh, i yeah. think it was missed <laughs> okay uh question number two what company is actually your favorite video game developer right now Wow, that's 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 a tough one, but I will answer with a with a with an unconventional um, answer. There's a Mexican developer that made history recently. I invite you to Google it. The name of the studio is Lienzo, L I E N Z as in zebra O. They are from a very very small city called Chihuahua, and they created a game based on the Tarahumara culture. And they made history because they were the first. They it's their first game, by the way. These guys are 21, 22 years old, mm, wow. and 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 this very small team created a game based in the Tarahumara culture that for the first time ever in Mexico was steam shipped in Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, wow. and PC. Wow. And uh, it's a beautiful game. Uh, it's uh, not only a beautiful game, I think that their, their talent and their push and their, their grit is, is an example of what can be done in emerging markets, even though it's your first game, even though it, it's a, you know, a little town. It's not even Mexico City. It's a little town in Mexico, north, far from Mexico City. And these guys created something that is just beautiful. I had the big, big honor to be working with them uh, since they started as a mentor. And they're my favorite, my favorite game developer so far. Wow. And here I am with a text adventure game called Fast Five. I gotta step it up. You gotta step it up, man. Shout out to them. I'm gonna go check them out after this. Mm-hmm. Um, man, okay. Uh, question number three: One person, dead or alive, you wish you had the chance to meet? Famous, right? Sure. Uh, it's better if it's famous, so that the audience knows. Nikola Tesla. Oh, okay. That's a good one. You, uh, okay. Uh, question number four, a game you wish you could experience for the first time all over again. It's either mist or another world from, uh, from, from the, 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 the super NES version from interplay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question comes for you, comes to you from Adam Saltzman, our last individual interview guest. He wants to know what game do you wish you designed and can take all the credit? Oh man, that's such a great, great, great question. Uh, I have two heavy, heavy rain. All right. Quantum dream. Shout out. And, uh, quantum dream, I think. And and maybe maybe um, the oh, what is the name of this 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 game from Electronic Cars in the eighties? Um, Anchor, I think, is the name. Mm-hmm. It's a first, my dad played that game. It's kind mm-hmm. of like a chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the first games from Electronic Arts, and oh, I, wow. I when I saw that when I was a little bit bigger, and I saw videos of that, and I mm-hmm. remembered my my dad playing that. I was like, man, this is a smart, a smart design. Uh, yeah. 
uh, I mean, I have some emotional attachments to that game specifically, sure. but uh, I think that I will, I will, I will stick with uh, with Heavy Rain, which, by okay. the way, blew blew my mind at the time. Yeah, I love Heavy Rain. All right, well, uh, you have done a great job taking a long time to answer these questions. I think you get the award. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, no, don't apologize. It's actually because of the heartfelt shout out that you gave to the team mm-hmm. that developed the game in Mexico. That actually, I was touched by uh, your That's response. Great. So I have a present for you now. Um, you oh, get to nice. ask our potential next week's guest one question of your own. It just needs to be game related or game development related. Okay. Any any question? Any question? Okay. It's related to I I, I love literature. So, okay. which 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 game? Maybe it's a, it's a very open question, but I um, I always think that which game will, for example, Ernest Hemingway or or Julio Cortázar or these kind of great fantastic authors or uh, you know Lovecraft kind of uh, games will will write. But I think that the the way to ask that is what kind of genre will will be created by your favorite author, and they they need to say their favorite literature out there and the genre or the type of game that they will create or design. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I that work? That. Yep. I'm going to rephrase it a little bit, but I know. Yeah. Yeah. Re- please rephrase it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful question. I'm looking forward to the answer to that. Um, well, kind of getting back to the conversation, I would love to hear about the, so you worked at EA, you worked on, you know, now you're, you're working with venture capitalists. Like what are the, mistakes or the horror stories you would hear from these maybe most likely first time indie developers that you know when they're negotiating or when they're talking about you know what's fair or not fair they might not know everything and you're sitting there across the is like what are you doing <laughs> like what type of things do you hear the most or where where it's like an example where like hey you shouldn't be doing that yeah i think that there are there are two things one one thing is not being uh from my perspective is not being done by indie developers in developed countries anymore mm-hmm. and that's giving away their company for sense you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh giving away the company means these examples which by the way are real where yeah. uh, an investor can you know just help uh, a game studio from uh an emerging market and in exchange of fifty thousand dollars he will get 51 percent of their company oh. uh, that is happening that is as we speak is happening because these guys just want to create games. I, I, I just uh, hang up the phone on Monday with one guy that is a very talented game designer and he created this prototype and he's working with his girlfriend and one other friend to create this very small studio. And, and, and he was in the dilemma, literally the dilemma of, uh, he's from Eastern Europe, by the way, I'm not telling the, the country, but he's from Eastern Europe. And he was in the dilemma because he, he, he really wanted to start writing this in this project uh, but obviously he needed to you know give some payment to his girlfriend and to the other friend and to have some resources and he was telling me literally one week ago or less this was on monday he was telling me 
there's this guy that in exchange of $60,000, he wants to have total control of the company. And <laughs> I, think, I mean, don't do that, I said. <laughs> so that's, no. that's something... That's something that, uh, that, that I will say, especially to indie developers from territories that, uh, you know, are not Canada or U.S. or, mm-hmm. or, or the developed Asia or the, of Europe, obviously. Because now, nowadays, thank God, if you, if, you, if you have, as an investor, a conversation with an indie developer, even though it's a first-timer, they will not give away their company for peanuts. So. Yeah. I think that's 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 something that is growing in developed markets, but unfortunately, we're not there in emerging markets. So that's one. But on the on the other side, I think that, uh, and I know we have kind of like a new model, and 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 even though we're not the only the only model that is kind of uh, similar. One thing that uh, that I will say to the indie developers out there that are being impressed by publishers that are saying, I'm going to give you $1 million in marketing value. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need to think really hard how much not only control, but also visibility they want to have on that marketing. Because nowadays, regardless of the platform that the game is launched, the marketing and the publishing push is absolutely key for a game to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, I'm not saying all the publishers, but many publishers I know, since they don't have like the real the real, you know, resources or the real cash to give them uh, as an investment, what they are doing, maybe with good intentions, some some of them uh, are trying to help them with, quote unquote, marketing resources, right? And 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 this is actually happening to indie developers from from even developed markets where they they are kind of impressed where a publisher is offering them uh, a, a good deal in marketing and 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 our offer right is more like okay maybe i will not give you as a fund 1 million dollars in marketing funds specifically but the 450,000 or the 600,000 dollars that i can you know give you in terms of marketing funds is going to be cash and let's make decisions together of how can we invest that money that real money in a marketing effort mm-hmm. and, and 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 i've i've heard some stories that uh unfortunately don't end well when it comes to these kind of subjective deals where the marketing phase and the publishing phase is kind of uh blurry Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not about being blurry at all. I'm not saying I'm not saying shady. Of course, I'm saying just not clear. Uh, less money, but in your control and in your bank account is better than a promise of uh, marketing resources that you will not you you will never see. That's only my opinion. Mm-hmm. And how, how active in that murky water of marketing efforts? Uh, is the developer involved with? Is it just something the the marketing just goes and the publisher just goes and usually just take care of? And well, many as, as as you know, many and and this is this is something that uh, I can get very passionate about, and I don't know how how much time do we have, but uh, uh, but but 
I don't understand why in game development for indies specifically, even even the independent studios have in their heads the mindset that they need a publisher. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like it's like uh, Coca Cola, right? Mm-hmm. Having in their minds at this point that they need a marketing agency to. To, to make sure that they push their market and they push their their product, uh, I think that the the analogy is very very rough. I, I I understand that, but it's actually very real. I think that we are now at a maturity of our industry when it comes to games in general, where obviously because of the lack of resources and because of the lack of cash the last person that you as an independent game developer will think to hire will be a PR person mm-hmm. or a marketing person. But if you will have that money, you will not necessarily need to work with a publisher. You will hire someone that will breathe and eat every day your project from a PR perspective, from a community management perspective, from a social media perspective, from a media buying perspective, a marketing guy, etc. And I, I the, the, the thing that bothers me sometimes is that even talking with the developers, high-end independent developers, in their mind is, no, I'm not in the business of hiring my marketing guys. I'm in the business of, of creating a game and then working with a, with a publisher uh, and, and they are willing to have these kind of sweat and blood and tears, uh, sometimes conversations with and push and pulls with a, with a publisher. Uh, and they don't realize that if they if they have if they would have the the the, the cash or the resources to hire for one project their marketing and their community management that will be from Monday to Friday working mm-hmm. one particular project, which is yours mm-hmm. might be better. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a, it's a problem of mindset on one side. And also it's a problem of money, of course, because some of the game developers that are listening to me saying this, I can hear them saying, uh, well, it's not my mindset is because I don't have money, Mario, don't be an idiot. Uh, <laughs> and, and I, and I give you that definitely because many other game developers are in that channel, but the, 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 the real problem they have is that they don't have the, the resources to think on hiring, you know, a complete marketing department or a PR agency themselves, et cetera, et cetera. But I think, and this is where I, I might be a little bit of a dreamer here, but I think that one of the reasons why, why I, I wanted to create this together with my partners is because I want to encourage self-publishing in the world Mm -hmm. and this is and this is not me being against publishers it's not like that is me being in favor of little teams being able to have the money and the resources to launch their projects Mm -hmm. from a to c alone Mm -hmm. wow (sighs) oh that's that's awesome man okay (laughs) Jesus. 
I wonder if our, if we're going to blow up because this podcast, people are going to be like, I don't believe it. They can send me an email and call my cell phone or send me a WhatsApp just to make sure that I respond back. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I definitely agree with you. Like the indie landscape, like the maturity now, is it, it, there's so much avenue for a person to download unreal download unity put together a team create a demo create a game resources reaching out to people getting it to finish you know even uploading on steam and all this different stuff like it is possible to for you now to to be a digital content uh, correct and be available on all these different platforms from xbox to playstation to steam so the 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 ability to do it is there and i do believe yeah like the the the, the indie developer going through that process and learning will last a lot longer than to just hand over the keys of all that and be blind to it like uh, right. not understanding that side at all is quite dangerous if you're trying to do this thing you know, with a few people. Um, I agree. That being said, where would I even go if I want to have help? Like where is there like a freelance marketing PR specifically for game dev out there that does this type of thing? Is it like one of those things I got a Google search? I mean, what, what, what is the pathway to finding the right connection here? Right. Well, a couple of couple of things. I mean, uh, uh, yes, obviously, this there's this thing called Google, obviously. But aside of that, uh, I think that if you are a game studio, small game studio, or if you are a game developer that is working along with few friends and they you have like a real potential prototype, etc. I think that the, uh, specifically if you have a project and if you, when I say you, I, I'm talking to your audience. Uh, if, if, if you have a project and you have a prototype and you have a demo and you have something that is playable and, and it's something that you think is awesome, I think that the first step before you find, you know, people to hire is making sure that you have the funds that will allow you to finish that idea and finish mm-hmm. that project. Mm-hmm. And and I think that the first thing that I will say to these guys would be, give me a call. Mm-hmm. Give me a call, send me an email, take a look to our website, et cetera, et cetera, because we're full in deal flow mode. And when, it, when I say deal flow mode means we're open for business and that means we're looking for talent and we're looking for great games mm-hmm. to invest. Um, and, and, and that, that is the first thing that I would say to a team like that. But on the other side, if you're a marketing guy or a PR guy that wants, or a publisher or, or someone that is a, to your point, a freelance that work with, with a publisher and knows, uh, knows, knows how to, uh, you know, like, uh, create, uh, very metric oriented marketing campaigns for video games, or you just like to write great copies for campaigns on marketing, or you're a great community manager. I think that the place that you need to be is places like GDC, mm. places like uh, Gamescom. Uh, I mean, the events itself, uh, not only online, but uh, live events that will allow you to explore your particular region ecosystem know the people and start you know offering your services because guess what all these guys are in the need of your services all mm-hmm. these guys 
they just want to create a game, they just want to program a game, design a game, launch a game, and they 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 don't usually because of the problem that that, that we were talking about, they don't necessarily think in terms of yeah, and I need a community manager, and yeah, I need a PR guy, and yeah, a marketing guy. No, it's yeah, I need to work with a publisher. But if 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 we if we work them, if we work together, and we work with them, we will we will be able to you know encourage them to hire these other kind of uh, people that lives in this other universe, which is all these support uh, uh, entities that will help them to launch successfully a game. But uh, obviously, I think it's more complex than that, but I think events are a great way to start. Mm-hmm. And, and and if you have, a, if, if you are on the developer side, uh, make sure that you have the, the money and the funding to finish that a great idea. Mm-hmm. So I have one last question for you personally, Mario, uh, and it'll be a quick one. Um, what would you say are the amount of projects that your team sees in a year? And then how many new partnerships do you make by the end of that year? Would you say what's the ratio? Yeah, well, as you as you know, we just started. I mean, you, we, we just uh, kind of dropped the curtains recently to, to say here, hey, here we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just announced our first uh, our first investment. I said um, the the pod game. By the way, if you want to take a look, is podgame.com. If you allow me the the yeah, advertising please. here, Say uh, again take a look like. to the to the game. is is beautiful. Uh, it's the only one that we have announced already, but we are going to invest in the next. I would say 18 months in at least 25 <laughs> different projects um, <sighs> between 20 and 25 projects that are again between 50,000 to 150,000 to all the way to 1 million 1.5 million uh that's what uh that's that's what we want mm-hmm. man well, you've already played the Fast Five, so you know. Tell your team about it. You know, you guys can <laughs> let discuss. Us know. Discuss. Well, Man. Mario, like representing one third of the minorities in this very podcast, you are a dream come true. I think you're doing yeah. amazing work. You, I mean, it's great that you come from like huge companies, like Larry and I. You know, we're we're, we're familiar with the AAA side of things, but also, you know, I have the compassion of an indie developer as well and knowing, you know, where, where they're coming from. So I think that, that, that marriage and understanding, uh, gives you guys the, the anti man, like you guys are doing something a lot, a lot more different than the people that we've been talking to. So thank you for that. No, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. This is a, a conversation that I really enjoyed. And, and and thank you for having these kind of spaces because this is what the market and the industry needs. I yeah. truly believe that the future of the game industry is in the Indies. But at the same time, I truly believe that for that to happen, spaces like yours are absolutely key for 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 that to you know get into completion so so thank you thank you back to you uh well as uh the representative for the other two-thirds of the minorities <laughs> on the podcast i love that i love that by the way huh <laughs> we you know it's it's not even a, a main choice we're just all three friends yeah and, that's great but i i will say this the pleasure was all mine interviewing you tonight 
I'm Larry Charles, and I'm saying good night. This is Brandon Fam. I see you guys next week. Thank you, guys. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.